Thank you for tuning in to Wove Inspirations, the evening edition, your source for continued inspiration. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Wove Inspirations, the evening edition. I am your host, Althea Richardson. And today, it is a pleasure and honor to have this special guest on my show this evening. She is the woman that has put together the book, the anticipated book of I Am a Black Woman with the principal author of Dr. Carolyn Steffens. And it is a blessing and honor to have this woman of God on my show today. Her name is Darshell McAlpine. Darshell, how are you doing this evening? I am doing great and so glad to be here. Hey, amen and amen. So, Darshell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I live in Houston. Um, I was not born here. I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. I have an aversion to the snow, so I moved to Houston. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. I promise you I do. (laughs) So I I love it here. I love the heat. When other people are talking about how hot it is, I'm I'm thinking, yes, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, I have three children, 26, 25, and a senior 17. I'm almost an empty nester and looking forward to it. I am, um, I professionally in a day-to-day basis, I manage dental clinics and I uh, have multiple clinics. I'm actually helping me practice. I work with open up additional clinics, Um, but my passion, my love is writing and reading. And to that end, I started a publishing house last year called Boss Lady Press. Awesome. Awesome. So with this passion that you have, um, first of all, I was told by someone that you, you have three books out. Is that correct? I have. We have published in a year. Uh, we have published the first volume of The Skin I'm In. We're mm-hmm. actually getting ready to publish the second volume. Um, it launches September 7th, along with our exhibit here in Houston. Um, following that, I did my own book, Leaving With My Marbles, um, which is really a coming of age for me after I went through um, my divorce and just a lot of decisions making to be whole as I walked away from that. Mm-hmm. And then I had the pleasure of publishing my brother's book, Ramology, Note to Self. Um, I like to say what he says, um, Ram, R-A-M, are his initials, and ology uh, means a study of. So the book is really a study of himself. It's a book of poetry and art. My husband shot the photos in that book. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a photographer, so he shot the photos in that book, and they're amazing. And then um, coming right and coming to you on August 17th, the hotly anticipated I Am a Black Woman, The Compendium. Yes. So that's where we are now. So Thank by the end, by September 7th, we will be on book five. That is phenomenal. And I'm anticipating on reading that book because I just from talking to Dr. Steffens and being able to interview some of the co-authors, I'm like, yeah, this is definitely a book that needs to be out there and shared with not only the African-American community, but 
the overall community as a whole, because it definitely has an awesome message in that. So how did you actually get in contact or connect with Dr. Steffens on this project? Well, actually what happened is um, the gentleman who uh, published, who wrote The Skin I'm In, um, which is really a, fo- a, fo- a photographic book. He is a photographer, celebrity uh, photographer, and talk show host here in Houston. Okay. And probably one of my best friends. And he was having a show about authors and different authors and was talking about the book. Someone in the audience um, began, was, was, I guess, Facebook living the interview. Mm-hmm. Dr. Carolyn saw that person's feed and contacted me through Messenger because of it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a lot of connecting. That's a but... lot of connecting. I mean, you when you talk about something that was kismet that had to be done, I mean, yes. there's a lot of things that had to connect for us to get to this point. And really, when we first started talking, the first book we talked about was entirely different from what we actually ended up doing. Um, and I'm sure that if, if, if God had let her know up front the entire process, she probably would have ran like her hair was on fire. But, <laughs> but the, the, the beauty of growth is that God gives us a little bit at a time as we, can, yeah. as we can take it. And this book, I always say this about every book, quite honestly, that it's my favorite. Um, it's our greatest work. It's our latest work. But um, there's something that is a little boss lady press in all of our books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how did you actually get started with um, Boss Lady Press? What what made you decide to even go into that arena? Well, uh, last year, the, uh, my friend I was telling you about, he was doing his exhibit and he had already had a publisher working on the pro- uh, publishing the book. And that publisher decided to back out about two to three weeks before the book was due oh. to publish. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, it, it was, we were all caught off guard because yeah, I can write. I'm a good writer. I can work with you and help you edit. I can bring in editors. Um, I can collaborate, but I'm not a publisher. And um, he was panicked. And so were we, we're getting ready to have this huge exhibit. We've promised people books. We've got orders for books, but we have no book. Mm. And so being the person that I am, I sat down and I figured out how to publish books. So, so that he could have his book published in time for the exhibit. And we did exactly that. Three weeks. Wow. So people don't wow. ever do that to me again. We have to, but um, three weeks and we published it. And at that time, I hadn't really picked a name. We were just, it was just something I was going to do um, for him. But realizing that my book was on horizon and I was going to use the same publisher, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I don't ever want to get to the place where I have to depend on somebody to publish my book. Yes. And uh, my old team used to call me boss lady, just something that stuck. And from that, it was boss lady press. Just Mm -hmm. That's amazing how, you know, when you're, you actually come up with different ideas and inspiration when you're under pressure. (laughs) It's totally amazing. And, And that's when I believe that's, when God brings out the best in us and when we're under fire, um, we, and we have no other choice but to make it work. So he knows what he's doing when he um, puts us under pressure like that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and it's a good thing he knows because we don't have a clue sometimes what's happening. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. So, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, he is in control of the whole situation. Just go ahead and move when he tells you to move. Flow with it. Exactly, exactly. So what do you anticipate out of this book, I Am a Black Woman? What do you think the response is going to be once it actually launches? I, I don't think that we can fully comprehend what's happening with this book. Um, all of the authors I know and the people who've written books not under Boss Lady Press, all the people that I know um, that write have this, this parting of the self poured mm-hmm. onto pages. Um, and that's very difficult. Even when I finished writing my book, I was terrified. I'd already planned a launch. I'd already pubbed it. I'd already gone through this process. I couldn't back out, but I had this overwhelming feeling of terror that people are going to see me on a page. Multiply that times 13 Mm -hmm. and bring all of that into the room. And when you see these stories, some of these women have gotten all the way through it and they're on the other side of it. Some of them are still dealing with the aftermath. And and I I would be willing to to, to say that all of the authors are still dealing with the aftermath of what happened to them mm-hmm. and being able to put that on. So you, you've got that uncovering of the self 13 times over and it's so transparent and it's so raw. I mean, it is unfiltered that I think it is a, it is a hit you between the eyes this is what we do every day as black women. Yeah. You will see yourself in the stripper and you will see yourself in the businesswoman. You will see yourself. You will see those struggles. But as the one of the editors that I use who lives in Canada actually said, every woman, not just black women, should read this book. She said, I have edited hundreds of books, hundreds. I have never had to put a book down and regroup and come back to it. Mm. I've never had to to reconcile myself with the material in the book in order to finish. And once she got finished, she said, you know, you do some interesting projects. I want to help you publish. I want to help you um, publicize and promote this book Mm -hmm. because it was so impacting for her. That's just one woman. Imagine that as the ways of people read it. You can't do it in one sitting. I promise you that. It's too much. You got to, it is a, you got to take it in doses because the reality of what we do every day is so sometimes traumatizing, but we, we champion it every day and we rise to the occasion every day. And that's the beauty of the stories. Every one of these women has found different and unique ways to rise to the occasion and to share that with the reader. Yeah. Yeah. And and what's interesting about this whole project and how <laughs> I'm I'm serious. I have no idea how I even got involved in this. I just <laughs> you I'm not even that rough in either. <laughs> I'm like, how did I get how did I even get started in it? And, and 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 why is my heart so full from being able to be involved in this project? Because right. I'm, I'm seeing the, the potential of what it can do mm-hmm. in so many Black women's lives. Right. People really need to understand 
that there is a daily struggle for African-American women. I wish it wasn't like that, but it is. is. Even when we're at our best, even when we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, there's still a major struggle because Mm -hmm. we're having to deal still, like you mentioned, there is residue Mm -hmm. that we haven't overcome yet. And so The whole thing for me about this book is it's going to not only empower and uplift and encourage these women that read the book and men that read this book, Mm -hmm. because they're going to be able to be effective in helping the women in their lives. I pray that they'll be able to make a difference in the women's lives as well, but it's going to to have a different perspective and, and open the eyes of individuals that may have had this persona of what a black woman looks like and, right. and what she's capable of doing. I am so excited. I really <laughs> wish that I could, I keep saying over and over again, I wish that I could attend the launch, but I know that there is an appointed time there that I'll be able time. to meet everybody at all at one time. Yes. It is, it's a great, it is an eclectic group of women. None of them, they're also incredibly unique. Um, you can't say that this one's like this one or these two are kind of the, it, when I tell you that the stories are so diverse, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times we're looked at as black women is, is really not dynamic. Right. Um, that there's low level complexity that, that we're simple sometimes. Uh, as society would view us without really understanding the strength that it takes to wake up every day in the skin color, Mm -hmm. to do what we do and to move in the spaces that we move in. You don't, when you see me, you know, when you see me standing in the, at the front of the table in the boardroom and executing, you don't know I I grew up in the project. Yeah. You know, my dad used to fight my mom. You don't know any of the stories. You don't know that I was molested. You don't know any of that, but it's still part of the fabric of who I am. When you look at what these women have accomplished, you don't know their stories. You just see their greatness. Right. But the way they, their cadence in the world is like the beat of an 808 drum. Mm, We resonate, we reverberate in the universe, our strength And some people would make us feel bad about it. You know, you're too strong. You're too bossy. You're too this. You're too aggressive. You're too intimidating. I say you walk in the room and you own it. Don't turn yourself down because other people can't handle you. Be you in your space. Amazing. Yes, yes, yes. And one of the other things I love about this project and having been involved in it the way that I have is the support. There, I, I mean... I've seen so much, I've never seen this much support just for this one project in in my entire life. And it is so necessary and so needed that African-American women support each other. And that that, um, understanding of how important it is to support each other is is so necessary. So one of the things that I, that I, I, looking at as far as the foundation of this book is the support that's shown 
in each individual that's in there for each other. Right. Uh, they may not have had the support from the family or even some fa- some friends, mm-hmm. but there is definitely support that I've seen a whole lot of support right. with this particular project and for this book. So is that, would you say that was like the foundation for this particular book? I think early on, uh, Dr. Stevens and I had a conversation around, we talked about, you'll see this in the book and she talks about it. She's the first chapter in the book and she talks about how she wanted to show and to be support. Uh, She went through a dark period. She went through a hard time, but but she believes God sent her through that so that she would know how to be support and how to garner support uh, for women. But something I share with her and I share as often as I can, every chance I can. We have a difficult time dispelling the myth that we don't work together, one, as a people, mm-hmm. two, as Black women. I am a Black woman. Last time I checked, I've been a Black woman all my life. Mm-hmm. My mother is a Black woman. My sister is a Black woman. My best friend of 30 plus years is a black woman. And I interact daily with professional women who are black and we support and build each other up on a regular basis. It is a lie that we have, that some of us have vocalized and perpetuated and believe that we could work together because we fell out with one person or we fell out with two. I've been working, I've been in boardrooms and in corporate environments for 30 plus years. I work around people most of the time that don't look like me. Guess what? They don't get along either. Right. <laughs> they have different, this, it is the exact same schisms and isms that you see. What they have not allowed to happen is for other people to come in and say what they could not do. Mm-hmm. And we've done that. But I am a black woman punches that myth right in the face and says, no, this is not true. This is just not true. Yeah. And this project is definitely going to show and dispel all of the, you said the isms and schisms <laughs> that people right. have said throughout the years. This is going to knock it out, knock it out the park for real. It's true. It's, it's, it's got to, because there are a, a lot of young women that are looking at us. We are... I want to say, and I don't have, I don't have a problem saying this. I, I look at myself as the big mamas from, from way back in the day mm-hmm. where you would sit down with, with your, your young, your, your niece or your nephew or your grandchildren and say, this is how it is. We're going to keep it real, but this is not who you have to be. Mm-hmm. You can be way more than what people are saying to you or what even some family members are telling you. We have to be the big mamas of today because they're they're not there anymore. Right, it's like they've been dispelled completely. They're just gone, and and we have to be the generation. We black women, even in this uh, at our age, I'm 51, and I I don't have a problem with (laughs) (laughs) just just slightly. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and and I'm just like we we have to step up and talk to this year this generation and say, look, you don't have to walk around a certain way with your clothes 
um, barely on. Um, there's, there's no reason for you to have to prove anything to anyone but to the God that you serve and in hopes that you do serve uh, right. God. But you only have to prove to other, you don't have to prove to others who you are and whose you are. The talents and abilities that God has given you, use them. Don't, don't, don't waste them. Right. We, we really need to encourage our younger generation. This book right here needs to be in colleges. Right. Right. <laughs> And, and, and even in middle school and in high school, I mean, seriously, there, there's going to be a need for once this book is launched out, there's going to be a need for us to have a sit down discussion with our younger generation, because it, it's just going to, it's necessary for real. It's true. And I, you know, I have the privilege of having a multi-generational home. So I got some, I, you know, I have um, you know, I, we're considered kind of Gen X. I have a millennial and a generation and Gen Z in my mm-hmm. house. Um, they both are extremely socially conscious, um, very astute, probably more concerned about politics uh, than I ever was at that age. And we've had some discussions. And so, again, something else I share with them, because I, I think, too, another schism is tried to be placed between those generations to say that we don't get it. We don't understand each other. Right. But I think in our generation, what happened, you know, our, our baby boomers, our, our parents worked so hard to get to a space and we've got something, we accomplished something. And then here we come and we're going to school and we're doing things and we're collecting and we stopped maybe fighting as much. Maybe we stopped recognizing that the fight was as necessary. And for a while, we lie dormant. Well, while we lie dormant, those um, mothers and those those big mamas went away, mm-hmm. and that and because we were kind of not doing our part because we were comfortable, we you know we we kind of we dropped the ball. And yeah. my my kids will tell you they'll say you you know you guys left us with some stuff. I say hey why don't we why don't we partner together to bridge and to build. So maybe we missed a couple of years and then we didn't do it. Some things went awry, but we're here now to show you how this thing is done and to work with you so that those coming behind us and behind you have more than we have. Yeah. We can continue to perpetuate that. But it's okay. You know, we all make mistakes. I think we got, we got comfortable, but our current climate lets us know that we are not, we, we are not comfortable. We can't afford to be. We got to move. Amen to that. Amen. So in addition to this particular project, um, what are some of the other projects that you're going to be doing in, in the future? Well, there is a, and I am a black woman next level. Okay. There is um, on the horizon. I am a black man. And there is also, um, I have another author working on a book, Broken Glass, that is due to come out top of the year. Um, and then my son is writing a book, my 17-year-old, Okay. Um, and it is a treatise of sorts. He is um, a debater and has spent a lot of time traveling around the country, and he has been uh, in a couple places outside the country um, and has learned some things at his age that he feels like he wants to share. For example, he just came back from D.C. He got chosen to be a part of this a panel and he got to go to DC and he met some lawmakers and 
some of the lawmakers, constituents, and was able, and he came back and he said, Mom, you know, these folks aren't fighting the way that the media displays it. He said, it really is a very small group and a very close-knit group, and they actually work together and respect each other for the most part. But the media wants us to think that there's a bigger rift or divide than there actually is. And it, it really shook him hmm. because he's deeply democratic. Um, but he had to purposely come across the table and work with people that thought and felt differently with him than him and learned that that is completely and totally possible. Now, if a 17-year-old can get it, mm-hmm. we can get it. So yeah. those are some of the projects I have coming down. Wow. So, Darshell, how can people get in contact with you if they want to use your services for publishing? You can always um, reach out to me on Facebook at Boss Lady Press. You can inbox me at um, Darshell McAlpine, and that is my Facebook name. You can also reach out to us at www.bossladypress.com. And we are very good about responding and we'll follow up with you as quickly as we can. Awesome. So do you have any last words for our listening audience? Um, This is my famous last words. Write the book. You are sitting on a masterpiece. You are robbing me of the experience and robbing so many of the experience of the deliverance that can come if you tell your story. So stop talking about it and do it. Write the book. Hey, that's good word. That's good word. Well, Darshell, it has been a blessing to have you on my show today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, as I know that you are getting in preparation for the launch of I Am a Black Woman. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, this is Althea with Wolf Inspirations Evening Edition. You guys have an awesome night and God bless. I want to say that this is about more than a book. It's about the celebration of life. It's, yes. about, it's about the celebration of freedom. It's about embracing yourself as a black woman and not being ashamed to be called a black woman and embracing the beauty and the significance and the uniqueness of our culture. It doesn't mean that we don't embrace and love other cultures. We do, but we love ourselves just as much and I believe that we want women from other cultures to read this book. We want you to understand what it's like for a black woman to be a black woman. What it's like for a black woman to navigate in a a system that is ruled by white supremacy and white privilege and what what that feels like for us so that we can have a level of cohesiveness between our European and Hispanic and Asian sisters. We want this book to liberate you that when you read it you find your story in one of those co-author stories and no longer live with the shame of that but know that God has the power to rise you up from that that you can overcome that obstacle you can overcome that challenge and live a life of freedom and liberty that we want all women to know that our story is your story our voice is your voice. No matter whether you're the sister who's the CEO or the executive, or you're just the sister who's out here every day trying to take care of your kids and maybe you're on minimum wage. I am you and you are me. 
and we don't need to keep fighting each other, but we need to embrace each other and we need to love each other because at the end of the day, we're all black women and we all need each other. To purchase your copy today, go to www.iamablackwoman.net. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspirations, the evening edition. If you would like to be a guest on this show, send me an email at woveinspiration at gmail.com. Again, this is your host, Althea Richardson. Have a great evening and God bless.